Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Thursday, August 24th, in the year 2023, this is your host, of course, Mike Abadir on the Mike Abadir Show. Welcome one, welcome all, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Glad to have you join us today. Pop and I are going to be talking about a lot of things, but we're going to get started right away on the Shohei Otani News Torn ECL. Now, he, he got a, they played a doubleheader yesterday. He got a scan in between games to reveal that there is a UCL tear. He still played in the nightcap as a as a hitter, as a DH. But basically they've announced that he has been shut down as a pitcher for the rest of this year. So first of all, that sucks. I really wanted to see like what that full season looks like you know, with the 40 or 50 home runs and with how many strikeouts he gets as a pitcher and a ERA, that's going to be one of the league leaders. You know, it would definitely be a season for the ages. Now, I still think he gets the MVP. That's that's my take on it, even if he doesn't pitch another inning again, which he won't. So we got to talk about the MVP, Pop. We got to talk about what this does to his free agency. Does... Do teams discount the dollar amount or do they discount the number of years they award? And will anybody be bold enough to get him to convert to be a closer? Now, that's not a rumor. That's not anything that people are talking about. That's just me. So let's start off with this unfortunate news pop. MVP? Or, hey, we got, we still got you know, 40 games to go. Well, you know, the way the American League is looking, you know, top player-wise, without a doubt, it's almost, it was almost like you could have handed Shotani the um, MVP right now. He's the most exciting player in baseball. He's the most talked-about player in baseball. And um, pretty much uh, who is better? Who who? Who else would be able to win MVP? You're not going to give it to Mountcastle yet. He's too young. Is and um, you start thinking, who else? Who else? Who else? Well, maybe you know, like Bobby Witt or, or Julio. Yeah, we maybe got like Bobby Witt or Julio, one of those guys. You know, what's that? Right. Well, Julio Rodriguez is cutting it on right now, but he was a 256 hitter three weeks ago. It is as different. Show Showtani's been uh, hovering around 300 all year. Um, then you say, oh, hey, how about Corey Seager? Corey Seager, yeah, you've done well, but we know that you had a couple little hiccups in there to where you had to take some time off. So really, Shohei was already 20 lengths ahead of the field. He already had a secretary at lead, and I don't see that hat uh, actually leaving at all because he's still going to be hidden. Yeah. That's the thing. He's still going to be hidden. So it's not going to affect anything when it comes to the hitting portion of what's going on with the Shotani injury. What happens is, is that it takes away them having a legit 
pitcher. I wouldn't call Shotani their ace, but I would call him their most consistent pitcher. But at the same time, too, I said two weeks ago when he when he stepped out of the game to, because of a uh, you know uh, because he had a, a fatigued arm, I said, you know what? They should park him for the rest of the year, and they did. I said, and Mike, you you heard me say this two weeks ago. I said it out loud on Twitter that they should park him for the rest of the year. And this was after the arm fatigue. And I said, because what's going to happen is it's going to be something that's going to be that's going to go further along because if it's arm fatigue, that means that something's not right. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get arm fatigue at this point of the year. But he got in and he was taken out in the middle of like pitching in like the middle of the game. Like he was he wasn't done pitching yet. And they had to take him out because his arm was dead. And I just said, okay, well, you're not well. As as far far back as you keep getting from the playoffs, it's time to 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 stop the pitching for the rest of the year, so you can save him for next year. So you know you can use this in your free agency um talk. But at the I keep saying Shotani's future is not as a pitcher. Shotani's future, if he goes to a great team that's into winning baseball games say like the Dodgers, they need you more to be a hitter than anything. You know, all the good teams will probably want you to be more of a hitter than a pitcher, you know, because that's what they really need you for. And that's why I'm saying it won't affect his bag because I know Mike's going to probably chew my head off when I say this. He was never going to get $500 million anyway because he was, because his next contract, they, any team was going to say we can only say he's, he, he can pitch for this much longer because we want to make sure he can still hit because that's where really his value lies at. Because if his value lied in, in, in pitching, they wouldn't have him out there hitting so much. You know, his, it, it, him being a great pitcher is a great luxury, but it's something that's not needed. It's almost like how our boy, how, uh, he just retired too. Miles Jack when he was at UCLA. Miles Jack was probably the greatest defensive player I've seen at UCLA in the 2000s. I'm not going to say he's the greatest ever because that that would just be a disservice to another guy that they had that was all American, played for the Seahawks, uh, possibly will probably be in the Hall of Fame eventually. I'm trying to think of his name right now. War number 45. But um, um, hey, you look at Showtime. Huh? Wagner? No, it's he's he's like an all-time UCLA legend. They, I think he won the all-time greatest player at UCLA, and he played safety for the uh, Seahawks, and he was pretty good. Okay, I'll have he to think about 45. that. Okay, yeah, I'll we'll have, have to think about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to look that up. But all in all, um, but that's totally off the top, off the subject. But all in all, though, my my point is this, is that, his 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 purpose served better on defense. Just like I feel Shotani's purposes serve better with hitting the hitting the ball. It's everybody gets so excited when he, he does certain things when hitting the ball. And I think that it will not affect him pitching moving forward, but we can just get be prepared for him not to pitch the next season. And the Angels already did this. The Angels actually parked him for a whole year on the pitching side and let him just be a hitter. 
So he's still going to win the MVP. But the Cy Young Award was always kind of in flux because we do have some really good pitchers on that side on, on in the uh, American League as well, too. I won't say that they're that much better than him, but I know that we do have some pitchers on that side that are up for that Cy Young Award that wasn't just Shotani. But when it comes down to the MVP, oh, yeah, it's Shotani all day. And then when you factor in his pitching stats, that's going to go a long way, Mike. At the yep. end of the day, awesome pitcher, awesome hitter. So there's no way he does not win the MVP. He's already like minus 10,000. So that's like guaranteed. You know, and 40 games left in a year, that's fine. That is fine because nobody's going to catch up to whatever he, he has going. But the only thing that we, we miss out on is the 50 home run season mixed up with the 100 strikeout season, which would have been absolutely epic because we haven't seen anything like that since Babe Ruth. So it would have been awesome for something like that to happen. But this is why we don't have pitchers be your best hitter because sometimes it can be a conflict of interest. You just set forth a lot of information, man. Um, okay, let's talk about him as a as a pitcher for a moment. I, I think I think what it comes down to is this, because his pitching efficiency is through the roof. He is a high strikeout guy. He brings the heat. We saw what he could do back in March in the World Baseball Classic. Remember that final at bat against Mike Trout, that showdown, that mm -hmm. encompassed what Shohei Otani is all about and what he could do. But that's kind of what reminded me of maybe it's better to use him as a closer. I mean, the guy would be dominant. as a, If he, all he had to do is worry about one inning, about three outs a game, he just bring the gas, don't save anything in the tank, just go full throttle. I think the guy would be unbelievable. But when you're talking about the Cy Young Award, here's what I'll say. Was he the best pitcher in the American League this year? I, I think arguably, yes, so far. The problem is, as the season goes on, you know, th the gap between the strikeout leaders and him is going to widen. The wins total is going to widen. All of that stuff. Whereas with the hitting, even if he stopped today, he would still be amongst the home run leaders. As of right now, he's fifth in the American League in strikeouts with 167, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, he was for sure going to get to 200. Um, and that's why you had to park him, Mike. You had to park him two weeks ago. He, had, he got a high number of strikeouts. He got everything he needed to do. He had an arm issue. Sit him down. But the Angels are doing uh, – uh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're making a good point because, the, because you're right. Angels, because, yeah. Go ahead. No, okay. I, I was just going to support what you're saying, so go ahead. The Angels are being tricky right now. And I feel like the Angels, if you're a smart team like the Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, teams that – Okay, we know we're not going to make the playoffs. So why are we going to keep putting so much pressure on our best player? And we know we got him coming up in a free agency year two. We want to make sure, okay, everything's good to go. Everything's right. And so we, he knows that we didn't run him into the ground. But the Angels is like, nah, just let it go. Let's keep entertaining the crowd. Let's make sure that the fans are happy. Well, 
this is what I'm saying. I feel like the Angels are kind of making sure they're sabotaging the free agency somewhat, knowing that they should have probably sat them down the moment that they went down 10 games or eight or nine games, knowing that they were out of it. When they lost that six, seven in a row, they should have just sat them down and said, sat, they said, okay, the pitch is done. We just need him to hit for us for the rest of the year so he can come back and be even better next year. And we'll tell Mike Trout, just go ahead and chill at home. You're good. And yesterday, Mike Trout went right back to the I.L. because his hand's not right. He tried to force it because they're trying to make a push. They're trying to force a push to the playoffs, some miracle angels in the outfield situation. So I keep trying to get people to understand the angels are the top bidder for Shotani. And this right here helped them at the negotiation table to have the excuse to overpay him. Now teams are taking off 20, 30, 40 million, or maybe the 50 million. That was the 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 this the kicker for being a pitcher. Now you start taking, now you start deducting things. With the Angels, they can have patience because they know what they have. And they know that they can babysit, they can cater to Shotani, and he knows that. And, Wait, hold on, and hold on. When you say discount by twenty million or thirty million, you mean? Are you talking per year, or are you talking from the whole total? From the whole total, because y'all were saying five hundred million. The only team that will will really belly up the five hundred million for him right now would be the Angels. Yeah, but if you just said twenty million, okay. So, so you're saying four hundred eighty works, but not five hundred. You see what I'm saying? Like that seems relatively small no, compared to the total, anyway. I'm saying that the Dodgers are not are not going to offer him four hundred and eighty million dollars. I'm saying that if you were to offer him three hundred million, now you did knocked off twenty. Now it's two eighty. Now it's two sixty. Now it's two fifty. You know what I mean? Because now we're just paying you to be a great hitter. You know, the Angels are the ones that will go ahead and overpay for him. But if I was signing up Shotani, I would do the same deal the Dodgers tried to do with uh, with uh, Bryce Harper. The Dodgers tried to sign Bryce Harper for like two years, $90 million. That's the type of deals you should make with Showtime. A three-year deal like that where it's a lot of money that's involved in it. But you don't have to, you don't have to give them a lot of years. That's the thing. But you are crushing your cap if you do something like that but you kind of have to though because because then it's kind of like <sighs> he shouldn't he get more than harper or manny machado or uh, judge or mookie like if i'm his agent i'm gonna be like well, wait a second you gave all those guys 10 and you gave it to them when they were even older than my guy shohei so what's the deal here no, they're probably going to come back and be like what you just said, Pop. Well, we're going to give your guy a higher per year total. Now, that could work possibly in the NFL. But I don't think it works in baseball. Because even if dude sucks in years 7, 8, 9, and 10, he's still getting paid, man. It's guaranteed. He's getting every penny of that. So, yeah, they definitely want to pursue those 10-year deals, Pop. I mean, that's the whole point of it. I, I, I would guess well, even that they're going to push for 11 years, $500 That would be my guess. 
It's insane. Well, I if know. I'm a GM, if I'm a GM, if he, the guy hasn't delivered one 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 playoff appearance, so I can't overpay for I can't overpay for for stats. I I'm overpaying to make sure that when you pitch or you hit that I'll have, have 75 to 80 percent attendance at the game. So really, I'm paying for attendance. I. And then after a while, if we're not winning games, they're not going to show up. It doesn't matter how good he is. And pretty much, you have to uh, you have to figure factor in: Are we winning championships when we make this deal happen? And the only team that can vi- put themselves in the vision of of being able to have the patience of possibly not winning that championship in a ten year stretch is the Angels. Everything just directly goes back to the Angels, Mike. I, that's, I just feel like they've done everything that he's ever asked them to do, which isn't much, and then they've let him still be him. If he would have went to – man, I'm telling you right now. If he would have been with us, with the Dodgers, they would have said, okay, we got to make a choice. What's it going to be? Is he going to be a hitter or is he going to be a pitcher? They would have probably turned him into a pitcher. Just the way that you know you can set him up, and he comes on it out, and then we'll we'll have you you hit once or twice a week, you know when we do matchup because we do different matchups and different lineups every every night. But with the Angels, he's became a staple of their community, all that good stuff. And when you go to the next team, the expectations are way higher. Everybody's expecting the ring. If you go to Seattle, they're expecting a ring because they're going to put you with J-Rod. If you go to uh, the Dodgers, they're going to put you with Freddie and Mookie. They're expecting rings. But the Dodgers expect rings every year. That's they, He goes to your boys, to the Red Sox. He, they're definitely uh, expecting rings and definitely expecting that he beats the Yankees nine times a year. So, you know, there's a lot of expectations that lie on this big contract that he will be getting from the next team. I think that the Angels would do themselves the greatest favor and just overpay whatever he wants to keep him around so when it's time to actually move on from Otani, they can get the assets for him as well too. You know, put put yourself in a situation with him for five, six years and then go ahead and take somebody's farm real quick. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. I feel like they're going to put all their chips behind Otani. I even think that they would be willing to part ways with Mike Trout to make sure that they, they to ensure that they keep Otani. But keeping Mike Trout will be the insurance that keeps him there at the same time too. But you're gonna have to ask Mike Trout to to really let's figure out how we're gonna work this thing out. Do we put you at DH? Do we take you out the field? What are we gonna do with you? Because we have to get you to play at least a hundred games in a season for us. Uh at some point, you know what I mean? Because we're paying you to be the best player in baseball, and you're not you're not doing that at all. You're not even near the best player in baseball right now, and that's not any fault of his. It's just because he's he's been hurt, and he's at that point now to where now you're just spending a lot of money on a guy whose best days were five years ago. Right. Well, let's- I know. I know we're getting close leave it to break. There. That's why. Yeah, that's I was going to say, let's, let's leave it there. Perfect time to stop. Let's take our first commercial time out. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation because it's, look, it's it's big. It's the biggest player in the sport, right? Uh, this is somebody who is 
I can't even analogize it to any other sport. Maybe it's like, I don't know, like the top quarterback and the top D lineman all in one. Like some guy who's playing both positions. That's what Shohei Otani is. It's It doesn't even make sense. So we'll have more to say about that right after this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. You know, during the break here, you you mentioned a, a word that's uh, very critical in, in this analysis for Shoyatani, you said the word, and you were talking about something else, but you were you mentioned the word expectation. That begs the question, okay, let's suppose that a team wants Shohei so badly, like the San Francisco Giants, who swung and missed big time on Aaron Judge, and then they swung and missed big time on Correa, and now they have an opportunity to make amends on a player that we've never seen the likes of before. And realistically, there's no other big-name free agent that's going to even come close to Shohei in the next couple of years because they're all pretty much locked down. So the question is, what would be the team's expectation? Is it to keep hitting 45, 50 home runs and they're cool with that? Is it to keep you know, having like a low three, high two ERA and 200 Ks, are they cool with that? 
Like, what would the expectation be? MVPs, Cy Youngs in the same year and a World Series ring? Like, that's that's the thing that also, like, you got to wonder at times. You know what I mean? Like, what is the expectation? I'll give you an example. With Bryce Harper, the expectation for Philly was that we're going to get to the World Series and eventually win a World Series. Well, at least they got there, right? With Manny Machado, that is, I think that the that the Padres were like, hey, we have not been a perennial playoff team. We just haven't been. We've been, you know, LA's bitch in the NL West and even San Francisco's in the NL West. And even the Rockies and the Diamondbacks have more won more divisions than us in recent years. We got to get Manny if we want to become a regular playoff team. And so they got him, right? And they also added more guys since then. What is the expectation for whoever signs Otani? I mean, let's say it's the Giants. They've already won three World Series in the last, you know, 10, 12 years, whatever it is. What is the expectation if it's them? If it's the Yankees, I know it's going to be to win the World Series and to have him be one and one A with Aaron Judge as the major contributor. With the Angels, it's I don't even know what the expectation is to sell tickets. With the Dodgers, obviously, it would be to firm up the pitching staff so that they're still winning for another 10 years. What is the expectation? I'm kind of throwing it out there rhetorically, but I want to hear your take on that. What, what, if you're the well, GM, I'm, what do you want from Otani to be a, for you to be like, this was a monster success? What would it take? Well, okay. Let's just say this. If I'm a GM and I'm chasing this guy right here, I'm not giving him 10 years. I know that Mike's like, you got to give him 10. No, I don't want to give him 10 years. That's the whole thing. I'll give you five. You know what I mean? And we're going to see how we're going to figure this, work this thing out. But the first thing I do expect, because I know I'm overspending on this situation, is I know I have a team in place, and you are the X factor. And with you, you will put us over the top. So the expectations are going to be this, and it's really simple. Win or bust. You can win as many awards as you want to win. That's great. Um, you can go get a, get get all the great stats. You can perform. You can do all that good stuff. But I am signing you up to be the X factor and the lead man of my team to get us to the promised land. And so I would want you to be more of a leader, not just somebody that comes in there and plays great. I need you verbal. I know it's a, it's a language barrier, things like that, but we can communicate things, though. And I need you to hold guys accountable. I need you to be a big brother to the guys that are um, coming up and need your type of advice and all that good stuff. I just need you to lead. And that's what I'm paying you to do. I'm paying you to lead and perform. And that's because if you can't perform, I'm still going to need you in that dugout, keeping my guys motivated because I'm paying you a lot of money. You're, 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 you're a part owner contract that I got to give you. So I need you to be that guy. When you pay somebody that type of money, they got to be the guy. They just can't be somebody who's a great stat stuffer. 
No, you have to be the guy. You have to be accountable. That's the biggest reason why the Yankees fell this year because Judge was hurt most of the season. And Judge, now you can see he is a great leader. He's a guy that keeps guys going. He's a lead-by-example guy. And he's a guy that keeps guys motivated because his work ethic. And that's one thing that I feel – uh, really did carry over to the Angels this year, especially when they lo lost Mike Trout, because they got better. Mike Trout went out, they got better, and there was no pressure. And then as soon as they got a little close to the playoff spot, and, you know, they said, okay, we're not going to trade Shotani because we believe we can make the playoffs. What they pretty much said was, we believe we can sign Otani in the offseason because we're getting a good feedback from his people that he would be good staying here and we know we have a plan in place with him as the center around it everybody else is just adding an asset but they would have to be adding a leader a captain and i don't know if otani's up for that with a brand new team okay you're you seem pretty determined on the number of years of not going into the nines, eights, nines, tens, elevens. But let me let me say one more thing about that before we move on. You watched the WBC, I remember, because we talked about it. We watched it, we analyzed it, we enjoyed it. Great tournament. If you could recall, go back in time or watch any of the videos, because they're all up online, easily to find. Look at the games in Japan where you had Japanese fans in attendance. And look at how many were wearing his Japanese uniform and how many had his Angels uniform with them in the stands, either wearing it or draping it like a flag or whatever. There was a lot of red. Look at how many media outlets follow guys like Ichiro and Otani in America. Think of all of how much MLB is able to charge the Japanese television and media outlets for Shohei Otani. Think of how much the Angels can charge for getting exclusive access. Look at how many people are still in the stands, even though they're pretty much out of it right now in Anaheim. Like, he's different. You know, he's, he's a guy that puts butts in the seats. Like, the Yankees put butts in the seats because they're the Yankees. Does Aaron Judge add to that? Yeah, he does, of course, because he's the best player on the team and he's set records and, and that type of thing. But if Judge wasn't there, you know, the Yankees would still be the most popular, you know, team in pro sports or, or right up there. Angels, nobody gives their rat's ass about them. And you know that more than anybody. Being a Dodger fan, you know that nobody cares about the Angels, except for a few people in Orange County. But... And, all, and, and the people that want to piss off Dodger fans. Well, there you go, too. But like with, with Otani, <laughs> though, 
now they become a team that even on the road trips, people are buying tickets. You know, oh, he's coming to Milwaukee. We better get the Brewers Angels tickets to see Shohei Otani. Like, he does that more than anybody else right now. I remember people at the All-Star game, when it's his first All-Star appearance, I mean, they were just, like, fascinated and waiting for his arrival. It was like a, like a rock god or something, you know, showing up. This is like MLB players that are almost in awe. Yesterday, in the game against the Reds, I'm sure you probably saw this, Ellie De La Cruz and a few of the Reds infielders, when Otani was on second, one of the guys came and bowed to him. Ellie uh, kind of touched him very gingerly to see if he's real. Uh, it was, you know, a joking thing because he's like the unicorn of the league. This guy is different, man. This guy is different. The players know it. The team knows it. The fans know it. Japan knows it. He brings in a lot of money above and beyond what Manny Machado does or anybody else that's got a huge contract in the last four or five years. And I'll, I'll leave it at that unless you want to have the last word no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Then, then I where we go from here then is, is this. The Angels, they should have shut him down. They probably should shut Trout down and not bring him back. I get it. He wants to play. He feels he's got a lot to prove. And I, I understand his perspective because he's supposed to be making all-time lists. But it kind of reminds me of Griffey Jr., and Pujols, you have a first half of their careers and then a back half. And unfortunately, the best was in the first half and not the second half. Like when I think of Griffey Jr., I don't think of his Reds years or him on the White Sox. I think of Griffey on the Mariners. You know, uh, guys like that, it's, it sucks because you want to see how they handle things from here on out. But Griffey was still a 40-home run guy, you know, and I think Trout can be too, but I don't think we're going to see 330 with 40 home runs anymore. We're going to see like 270, 260 with 40 home runs with, without 25 or 30 steals like he used to do, things of that nature. you got to shut him down. I mean, he's, he's on the back half of his career starting probably two years ago. Once the injury bug hit him, you know, he's been such a dynamic player roaming the outfield and hitting walls and making throws and sliding from stealing bases. And he's just like a super gung-ho guy. And sometimes when you're a big dude, there's a lot of wear and tear on you. There's probably more wear and tear on his body than on Mookie Betts' body. It's just the nature of being the size of a linebacker. You know what I mean? There's more force when you hit the ground. There's more weight when you hit the ground. Your body, your bones, your skeleton has to withstand more abuse. So I just wanted to take a minute and mention it because it's almost like we forgot about Trout. And up until two years ago, he was known as the best player in the world, hands down, bar none. And the only thing that's happened since then is he's been banged up. But he's kind of been forgotten about pretty quickly. Not entirely forgotten, but you know what I mean. He's not 
he's not discussed as the gonna, best player I'm in baseball. I'm just going to okay. finish it with this. When you don't win, this is what happens. They'll forget about you. Good point. You know, we can all say you had a great career, but if you're not winning, you're not winning, dude. And there's, yeah, great stats. And then we just, that period. And if there's no more story after that, then what's, what's there for us to talk about? Ernie Banks was, is known as a great loser. He's a great loser at the end of the day. He was on a lot of losing teams with with, with a lot of stats. Mr. Cubs, you know right? You know what the Cubs got? But you didn't least? win. But you know what the Cubs got? The Cubs, what they what the Cubs got was the uh, 500 home run club guy, and that was the first right. for the team, and it's been something big. The thing that's a joke about the Angels is this: look at how much money they spent on pools, and then he goes and hits 700 for somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like you had the opportunity to have that milestone moment. You already paid the guy 300 million bucks. You know what I mean? Give him a few more bats and get that 700. You know what I mean? And it, it would be the same with Trout. Like, Trout should be hitting 500 in Anaheim, 600 in Anaheim, and if he's healthy enough to get to 700 in Anaheim, right? To me, it's stupid to let somebody that's a legend like that go, especially, you know why? Especially because they are losers. So you got nothing else to celebrate, that's even more of a reason. That's even more of a reason. Now, one more thing about Otani, which is this. I think that if I am his agent, I'm the negotiations team representative for Joey Otani, I also want to know what you guys are doing to make us a playoff team. Because clearly, with Trout and Otani healthy in there, they needed a lot of help still. They were not a playoff team. So now, if you give my client all this money, are you going to have anything left to give to anybody else? Because it's not exactly like they have a, like a ready-to-win nucleus. Not even close. So there's a lot of interesting subplots with this whole situation. And it does involve Trout in a lot of ways. It involves the rest of the team in a lot of the ways and also involves most importantly, where does Shohei Otani want to play? What uniform does he imagine himself wearing? What uniform uh, does he see himself winning? Cause I think the guy more than anything else wants to win a world series, like every single player, but for somebody like him, you know, that's icing on the cake and he would be doing something that even his hero Ichiro Suzuki did not do which is win a World Series we're up against the clock pop let's take a time out we'll come back talk more baseball and dive into a little bit of football right after this Voice America is on LinkedIn connect with us today tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at TheMikeAbadirShow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back on the final segment, you're listening to Mike Abadir and Pop DiBiase talking sports as we do every Thursday at 4 p.m. on the Voice America Radio Network. Pop, we've spent the first two segments entirely talking about Shohei Otani, the Angels, a little bit about Mike Trout. With the little time that we have left, I want to give props to your Dodgers. They are pulling away in that division. I mean, somehow, the blink of an eye, it seemed like Arizona and San Francisco were like two or three games out not that long ago. <laughs> They're both now 12 and a half games out. So props to the yeah. Dodgers on that. It's pretty clear to me that the Braves and the Dodgers are far and away the best two teams in the National League. I mean, there's a huge gap, you know, 12, 13 games between them and anybody else. I guess the second best records would be Philly and San Francisco, Arizona, Milwaukee. Well, I guess Milwaukee would be above them, but it's not even close. Well, they, 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 these well, teams, both these teams, would be like twelve games up on Milwaukee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's what's wild about the situation. But Milwaukee's been playing great baseball lately too. I know they find a little bit separated as well. Um, they're 70 and 57 right now, three and a half games ahead of the Cubs. But this is what intrigues me the most about the NL. The Dodgers in Atlanta always were going to be in the playoffs this year. They are built right. for the playoffs. That's right. that's that's the doubt. And we could say the Phillies are built for the playoffs, and they're right in position right now to where they're two and a half games up in the number one wild card position. But once okay. we get to the second and wild card spots we this is a, a five-team race mike and it's separated by two games i think miami's gonna find their way out of this situation because they're another team that went on a nice run and were and were a little bit ahead of themselves a bit too quickly just like arizona and baltimore in my opinion because they got great teams built for the future 
but they were a little bit ahead of schedule. And I told people that don't get too excited about the Marlins because they're going to have a point where they're going to hit a wall for a bit and they're, they, they may not make it, but they have six more weeks to go. We'll see how it goes, but this is an enticing race because woohoo, the Cubs are sitting in the second spot. The Cubs were what? Eight games below 500 about six weeks ago. Possibly. I'm trying to remember exactly where they were at all-star break. They weren't a good team. All-star break. No, and no they weren't. I think they were the 11th the, the 11th place team in the division for about two weeks. And they've worked themselves all the way into the playoff race. They literally jumped the Cardinals because we thought the Cardinals were going to make the run and the Cubs were going to start tailing off. No, the Cardinals are the team that's dealing with, you know, a lot of young guys mixed in with uh, vets in their twilight. It's kind of showing up like that. Absolutely. Let, let, me insert, let me insert something into what you're saying, because what you're saying is, is making a lot of sense. And it begs the bigger question, which is what the heck, man? <laughs> the Cubs, you said five teams, yeah. Cincinnati, San Francisco, Arizona, and Miami. Now, yep. the Cubs weren't my, my predicted team. They weren't your predicted team. The Reds weren't. The Diamondbacks definitely weren't. The Miami Marlins even the Giants seemed like they were average. Yet, all these teams are above the teams that we all thought would be playoff teams. The Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of baseball, isn't it? Like, anything can happen. Iris, uh, Mike, first month. Mike, say it again? You and other Pirates fan thought they were back. I was like, they're not back, bro. Oh no, I, no! You can go back and listen to the tape, man. I wasn't seeing they're back. No way. Uh, I, I was giving the props for a good start, but in, in no right, way did I think that like, they're playing. The are back. They're going to be one of the factors. I was like, no, they're not, bro. Like literally, twenty and seven start first month of the season. Of course, you're going to be ahead of the game, dude. Yeah, no, Pirates. I never, I never bought into that. It did hurt them right. to uh, to lose their their super. Exciting shortstop. That that was O'Neill Cruz is better. I take O'Neill Cruz all day over Delhi though. I don't care what you what anybody says. They're like the same player too. Yeah, they're giraffes. They're giraffes with power that could play with the smoothness of a shortstop. I mean, they're also unicorns. You know, different types of unicorn than Shoyatani, but they're also unicorns. But the point I was getting at, though, if you have the Cubs and, and Reds, Diamondbacks and Giants, and Miami Marlins. None of these teams are supposed to be here. Yet, two of them are going to be in the playoffs. Who do you think will be the two? Um, I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, I think that the Cubs make the playoffs, and I think and the Giants make the playoffs. I think that we get all teams, everybody's going to have their first and second place teams represented here. The Giants okay. are going to have a great – the Giants are going to have a great September. Arizona is still lingering. They're, they've probably been playing the best baseball other than the Dodgers this month because um, they've won their last eight out of ten. But it's hard to compare with the Dodgers who've won 18 out of three this month uh, – 18 out of uh, – 
21 games this month. So, yeah. So, Arizona is on the is worked themselves back into it, even though they they kind of blew it. Like they really blew a nice lead, and they really blew a lot of comfort as well too. And they find themselves minus eight on their score differential as well too. So um, I think that San Francisco and the Cubs are in. So I think that Cincinnati is sitting in the spot that's really the 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 vulnerable spot in my opinion. And they play Arizona for the uh, for the next few uh, games as well too. They actually play Arizona for the next four, right? So, that, so there that should be some separation right then. Yeah, that's the telling yeah. series. San Francisco has around a sweep this weekend, and they go ahead and split. San Francisco will be up a game and a half. Now turning to so the American League. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I was uh, done. Okay, I was just going to say, turning to the American League, I did not realize that the Seattle Mariners and Astros are tied in the standings, and each of them is one and a half games back from Texas. So basically, we have three teams within a game and a half. That is the race of all races. That's dynamic race. Seattle came I'm not going to say it came out of nowhere but like Seattle was pretty far back and they were playing really really average for a long time but they've turned it on in a big big way all three of these teams are legit they all have good records so there's no cheapies in there you know they all have 70 plus wins good chance that all three of them go to the playoffs in addition to Tampa. Tampa would be the first wild card. Seattle and Houston would be the next two. That would mean that Boston and Toronto are on the outside looking in. But let's let's play the same game. Instead of five teams, we're talking about four teams over here. Seattle, Houston, Toronto, and Boston. Which two make it? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this. I feel like your Red Sox are going to be really good come September. And they jumped the Yankees in the stretch drive. But it's really sad to see that the AL East is kind of falling out of the playoff situation because it looked like they were going to send – for a second there, we thought they were going to send four teams to the playoffs this year. That's how crazy it was in the East for a while. There. Well, it's still good. But, it's still good. I yeah, mean, two out, of those, two out of the four options – you know, two out of the four options are Toronto and Boston. It's either them two – or Houston and Seattle. So, I mean, they, in theory, could, yeah. if Toronto and the Red Sox step it up, all four could go. Forget about the yeah. Yankees. The Red Sox are 68 and 60. Yankees that is the best fourth place. That's the best fourth place record you can imagine. Well, I would say that Seattle's playing the type of baseball where they're not going to stop playing great baseball. And I, I told everybody, said, expect Seattle to start slow, but finish strong. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. Um, Houston is kind of falling apart, to keep it real with you. It, they don't look good. You know what I mean? Because if you have to go back and bring back Verlander, you're kind of worried over there about what, your future. And, you know, moving forward and actually winning this season. And I think that they they kind of put a little bit too much pressure on themselves 
and they are starting to kind of crack a little bit. You know, they got swept by the Mariners last weekend. That's why the Mariners are sitting in this position right now. So, and they got they swept them in Houston. They sweep, it wasn't like it was in Seattle. So, no, they they, are, I think they just got their ass kicked by the Red Sox today too. I don't know if you saw that seventeen to one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and you know, it's just it's just a lingering effect right now. So we're gonna see. We will see. So give me your two out of four. You started saying the Red Sox will be one, and then you started talking about the AL. The Red Sox one. The Red Sox would be one, and Seattle would be the other. Because, and you know what? Seattle's going to win the division. Texas would be the uh, wild card team. Because I just want to cash my plus five fifty uh, future on the Mariners because <laughs> it's getting pretty right now. Uh, I knew I was going to come back, circle back to that at some point, Pop. You're the man. You're, you're yep. consistent. You're consistently good. I like that. So we only got a couple of moments left here. I want to shift our attention just for a moment or two to the National Football League. Uh, we're going to have our prediction show in two Thursdays, which will lead up to the opening day or opening night ball game. But so far, there's one thing that preseason didn't necessarily tell me. But looking roster by roster told me, it's funny because I heard somebody saying that the state of the NFL is great when it comes to quarterbacks. Why am I not seeing it, Pop? Why do I think because, the NFC quarterbacks are weak? Because they are. I looked at I looked at the, the number of quarterbacks in the league, and I said that when you really look at the top, when you look at 32 quarterbacks, like, at, at, there's only really, like, 12 good ones. 12 ones that you can really be like, maybe he can get me a Super Bowl. He possibly can get me a Super Bowl. And then there's, like, four that you can be like, yeah, he can get me a bowl if, if, if the situation's right. But then you look at that other 20 and you say, okay, what can this other 20 do for me? They're all kind of middling. And uh, I would say about 75% of those guys play in the NFC. Because I'm just going off, basing it off of all the starting quarterbacks in the league. Now, you can look at this and say that one division is possibly one of the weakest divisions you've seen in years when it comes to the quarterback position. And that's going to be the AFC South. Because the AFC South is rolling with a lot of uh, potential. You got Stroud. Yeah, they're, 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 they're definitely weak there, man. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. Unfortunately, we'll pick up the conversation. Obviously, in the next two weeks, I'll talk a lot about the crappy NFC South group of quarterbacks, maybe the worst quarterback bunch of all time for a division. We will see. That's all the time we have, folks. As always, thank you to Pop DiBiase. Thank you to Voice America. Thank you for the entire team. Most of all, we thank you, the listener. We will see you same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.